Hello, welcome. I'm Natalie, the host of The Shield Maiden, and on today's podcast, I want to discuss the belt system. I've talked about the belt system a lot on this podcast, how we kind of follow the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation kind of uh, rule set on it, uh, but this is this is something different. So this conversation today that we're going to have is actually based off of a podcast I I, I caught, I was, I was watching it, and they talked about how the there's an issue sometimes at certain facilities when it comes to doing testing based purely off time. And I thought that this was a really good, a really good conversation. I was like, huh. Right. And the conversation that they were having was he was like, you know, there's there's some places that they don't do it based on a couple different criteria. They do it based solely on time. So if a student shows up to, you know, for example, 25 classes that they are then eligible for their next rank or stripe and they said when it's done this way we see over the long term how the the school suffers and I agree with this I have I have some parents who and and this this tends to lean more towards the the youth group and uh, I have, you know, I have like a couple of adults that have maybe come to us with it and I've had to sit them down and be like, look, even though we give a guideline and again, I want to express, I want to, I want to make sure that you hear me guideline. This is not the rules. This is not set in stone. This is not exactly how it's going to be to every person. They are guidelines that we follow. They give us a very good indicator of when someone should be promoted but that is not always the case because there are other things involved in a promotion besides just time what do i mean so if it's 25 classes for example we'll continue to use that if it's 25 classes before you can receive your next stripe well let's say we have two kids Two kids come in, first kid is not really that interested, not really that vested. They they just show up, they're physically there, but we're not seeing their jujitsu develop and grow. We're not seeing them retain information, we're not seeing them, you know, being effective on the mats with the techniques that have been taught. Um, maybe they're rude, maybe they're, you know, like I have, I have little kids sometimes who, who they come to like every class, but they're, they're just not paying attention during the technique. They're not working hard while training. They're not any opportunity that we give them. They're not interested. Right. And, and there are times where I'm, I'm a firm believer that your child doesn't know what's best for them. They don't, they don't. They're still figuring out the world. Like 
it's your job as the parent to be like, this is what I believe is necessary. I think that it's important in their development and their growth and that we put our child in jujitsu or, you know, whatever you decide to do with your child, right? That's the best thing that you believe for them. But when that kind of, of, of logic is not expressed or explained to the child, um, sometimes the child is like, <laughs> you know, they're like, I don't want to be here. I'm ready to go home. I don't want to do this. They're picking their nose in class. They're messing off. They're not paying attention. And if we do belt systems based strictly off time, well, then that child who's not paying attention, not focusing, not developing and growing in their jujitsu, but they came to just as many classes as the next student, the second student in our story. And that student is working hard and given a hundred percent and really growing, really developing. Like, who do I promote? Well, based solely off of a time merit system, well, both of them get promoted, but do they deserve to be promoted? And then there's times too, where sometimes a promotion I think is a great motivator And I sometimes try in, especially in the earlier part of uh, someone's jujitsu journey, sometimes I'll see what motivates a student because everybody's different. Some people, they need a firm, you know, they, they need someone to tell them what they do, that they need someone to encourage them, um, you know, Hey, let's get after it. Come on hundred percent. You've got more than that. Dig deep. Like those kind of motivators where sometimes you do that and you overwhelm the, the student. Um, because they don't do well with that. Like they're much more of like a, uh, an after the fact or before the fact encouragement is better for them um, because they, they, they tend to not be able to regulate their emotions. So each kid is different. And once I realize as an instructor how to best motivate them, well then, then things kind of take a change. So so we have that guideline of time. Hey, about every, for us, it's about every two and a half months, three months, kind of depends on the month and how busy we are. And that's when we promote them to their next rank. And if they've been training consistently, we're seeing growth and development, we're seeing a positive attitude, um, normally they will be promoted. And it starts to get more difficult for promotions as they get older, where more is expected of them, which is obvious, right? Like that's, that, that makes sense to everybody. However, I have a couple of little kids that you could tell that they are only there because their parent wants them to be there. And they don't really see true like progress. And then I'll have the parent be like, well, I don't understand. I, I don't understand why they're not getting better. Well, just because you drive them and drop them off here every class does not mean that that's the end all be all of it. Like that's all the time. Parents call me up. They're like, well, my child needs discipline. I can only supplement the discipline that you seem to want. I cannot provide it hundred percent of the time. I only get your child, you know, so if you came to every class for ours in our youth program every, every day, well, every week, that's four hours. I get your kid four hours a week, 
four hours. What type of, of discipline am I supposed to instill in your child in four hours a week? I see them, I, I, I see them less than the school. I see them less than the school bus. I, I see them less than the bus driver, like sometimes. So what, like, what can I do? I, I cannot instill these, these characteristics in your child. I can only supplement them. And that starts at home, right? So if, and I've had this, so I have, I have a student and the child came to me, teeny, teeny, tiny little girl. You could tell like mom was very adamant. She needs structure. She needs discipline. She needs to know self-defense. Dad was very like, he likes martial arts. He enjoys it. He was on the same page as mom, but he's very laissez-faire in how he's like, my kid doesn't like it. I don't want to force them to do it. You know, like that was his thought process. Mom, however, was like, absolutely not. That's not what's going to be happening. But they weren't just like dropping them off with me and then walking away from it. Like I saw because the daughter was kind of like, she, she's a fun, free, beautiful spirit. Um, <laughs> you know, she gives lots of hugs. She's always smiley. Once in a while, she's grumpy. It's, it's kind of, it's cute, right? <laughs> But she, you know, for a while there, you could tell the parents were struggling with kind of coming up with a game plan on how to handle the situation because dad was like, well, if, if she wants to drop out, let's drop out. Mom was like, absolutely not. I don't believe in that. And then, but they weren't just dealing with it with each other. Once they had decided that they were, you know, going to be a team about it and they were going to encourage their daughter even more, that's where we started to really see a change in the child. You know, for a while there, the child was not progressing, was not developing, was not growing. But as soon as the parents got on the same page and they're like, you know what, even though she's not like, and a child will not, (laughs) if you give the kid an option, if you give your child an option, you give them a, a, a tablet and they've got snacks next to them and they get to watch whatever show or play whatever game they want to do. If that's what you provide your child on a consistent basis, and, and then you look at them, right? You're, you're sitting there and you're, you're doing something. You're just getting home from work. You're, you know, you're setting up dinner or whatever. And you look at your kid while they're in that mode and you're like, Hey, and you ask them, you ask, you don't tell, you ask, do you want to go to jujitsu today? And the child like looks up to you and it, you know, you're getting ready to take them from their, their current entertainment, right? They're like, oh, that doesn't sound like a good plan. And they complain. That's where the issue is, right? If you had looked at that child and be like, it's about that time. Let's put the tablet away. Let's get a snack in really quick. Let's make sure that we go to the bathroom, wash our hands, go grab your ghee. Let's get on it. And you make it more of an appointment rather than a choice, right? Then things start to change. When you're constantly encouraging the child after each class, when you're, when you're saying, Hey, you're doing great. I'm so proud of your development. I'm, you know, instead of taking it as a burden because the child is, is giving you, um, resistance, that's an issue, right? And so you have to change that. You're in charge of that as the parent. Um, and when these, when these parents changed that dial, right? And they, 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 they came at it from a different angle. That child has blossomed. Like that, 
that kid is doing so well that now when I have a new student come in, I partner her with them. I'm like, hey, can you help this person out? And I now give her more leadership roles and I now encourage her more. I now include her um, and she is just besides herself. And so, you know, when it comes to a time merit-based system, while it is a good guideline, I do not believe it should be the end-all be-all. I do not think that you should base your promotions strictly off of that. I think, um, and I make sure that I talk to parents. I'm like, that's a goal is to be better at making sure parents are aware of this and our expectations and our hope for their child and like how to handle, because sometimes parents don't know how to handle these situations. Like this generation has never, like, like parents now, have to raise their children completely different than our parents had to raise us. The world has changed so drastically in the last 25 years that you now can no longer strictly parent the way our parents parented us. I know that was a lot. <laughs> and so we have to really start to dig deep and and, and figure things out. And so my focus is when a parent comes in that I let them know, hey, this is how we do things. This is how we handle certain situations. This is this is how things will go. If a student comes in and they're just really, really, really dry. I mean, and you have to be really dragon for me to be like, sorry, you know, or something has to have happened. I've, I have not promoted students based on like, you know, a situation at the school, you know, maybe they had, they had a really big issue happen or occur, or, you know, maybe something happened at home and, and parents and I have discussed it. And I also discuss it with the child. And uh, so that has happened in the past, but usually with a strictly time it, and I normally nip it in the bud before. So I try to maintain the guideline of the time. You know, I'm like, hey, you know, every two and a half months, you're gonna see a promotion. And if I see a student lagging, right? If I see them falling behind, I make sure that I make them aware as soon as possible. And I try to change some things up so that when it does come time to promotion, they're not sitting there with their hat in their hand going, why was I not promoted? right? Because I had addressed the situation as soon as it occurred and I nipped it in the bud. So take that what you will. And um, I hope that helps out anybody who's listening. We do this also with the adults. Um, and adults are a little different because my husband teaches our adult program and he's much more old school. And he's one of those guys, he's like, I'd rather you be more prepared for your next rank than underprepared. He goes, so when you're a blue belt for me, he goes, you're a blue belt anywhere in the world. He goes, there's, he goes, Hicks and Gracie himself. And if you've ever listened to this podcast, I've talked about Hicks and Gracie. He'll hackle people who don't know certain things. I watched him on uh, online hackle black belt one time. Um, and so like Hicks and Gracie himself could walk in, watch you do jujitsu. He's like, yeah, that's a blue belt. Yeah, that's a good blue belt. Right. And that that's my husband's kind of um, point of view on that. And so that's how he he handles that. Uh, So it's it's a lot less based on an actual like time merit based system for him. Um, But 
with the youth, it's a little different because, you know, things have to be different in that type of a program. All right, team. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you and I'll catch you on the next one.